Dairy is an amazing beverage and food. I mean, think of all the different foods that actually contain dairy. But here's the reality today. Fluid milk consumption has plummeted. It's dropped 11 gallons per person since the 1970s. And you want to know milk's biggest competitor today? Water. Yeah, water, H2O, the stuff that you can get out of any faucet. And think about how many options of water you have today. Do you want it in a bottle? Do you want it in a box? Do you want it with a pop top? Do you want it a screw lid? Do you want it flavored? Or do you want it sparkling? So many choices. But here's the deal. The conversation is starting to turn. I really think consumers are getting back to wholesome food. And what is more wholesome than milk? And now there are new products with extended shelf life that you can actually grab on the go, store in your gym bag, and refuel when you're done working out. How's that for innovation? While Memorial Day weekend is also a weekend where dairy gets put up on a pedestal and celebrated on the Indianapolis 500 Speedway. And I'm about to introduce you to a dairy woman who does not lack personality or knowledge about dairy and who is this year's Indy 500 Milk Woman. Welcome to No Man's Land, a podcast shining the spotlight on powerful women in agriculture while empowering all women in agriculture, going where no man has gone before. Well, today I am honored to have Kim Minnick on the line with me. Kim has, I think, the coolest job Memorial Day weekend. She is the Indy 500 Milk Woman. Kim, welcome to the show. Just tell us what that title involves. So, yes, super exciting. Got a big weekend ahead of us. Um, So I will be down in Victory Circle with the winner of the Indy 500, handing them that perfect bottle of milk at the end of the race. And so last year I got to be the rookie, um, meaning that I gave it to the team owner and the chief mechanic. So this year my role kind of steps up a little bit and uh, get to give that one bottle right to the winner. So... Um, you know, obviously people know, but it's, the, that milk has really become a big tradition down in India. And so it's a big honor for me and the farm and, um, you know, all of our family that works so hard to be able to kind of have a little bit of that success there. Yeah. When you, you talk about the tradition and, you know, when we see all the photos of the winner of the race, uh, milk is, is on display for sure. How did that tradition even get started, Kim? So actually back in the 1930s, um, a gentleman by the name of Louis Meyer was uh, a three-time uh, Indy 500 champ. And so after his first couple races, he asked for a um, cold glass of his mom's buttermilk. And so that was kind of how the milk got started there at the end of the race. And so that was adopted. And then um, I think back in 1956, it actually became a um, like a mandated part of the 500 tradition. But uh, it's just been kind of kept going since then and you know people really look forward to it they flock to the cooler yeah. you know when they have it in there at the racetrack and yeah. people know exactly like hey there's the milk and right it, it gets a lot of attention and it's pretty awesome kim I, I mean i'm going to be the first to admit whenever i get done um with a highly like labor intensive event or a run or something the first thing that i think about is not buttermilk right right i mean maybe a cold you know, glass of milk but not buttermilk yeah, you know, I think that was probably just a, a sign of the times. Back then, buttermilk was a little bit more popular uh, than it is now. But, you know, there's been a lot of studies done, and chocolate milk is actually a really, really great way to refuel yourself after exercise or athletic events and things like that. So um, you'll see a lot of athletes and um, doing the chocolate milk kind of refuel 
mm-hmm. um, after some of those events. Yeah, and we'll get into that refueling because I think Indiana um, has done a great job of, of promoting milk. Uh, but before we do that, so how do you know after the race and whoever went, how do you know what, what kind of milk to give the driver? So the poll actually came out yesterday. So the drivers are all polled, um, the qualifying drivers. They get their choice of whole 2% or skim or fat-free, um, and they pick their choice. So then we have a list handy. So, you know, towards the end of the race, we kind of keep track, see who's in the lead. And then at the very end, we'll look and double-check our list, and that's the bottle that they'll get. So you have all different types of milk on tap ready to go? Yep, yep. We've got three choices there. Um, and so we'll hand the, the correct winner the correct choice and hopefully not drop the bottle. There's been several people... <laughs> teasing me about that and now it got me a little nervous but uh, hopefully not don't trip don't drop the bottle kim that's I that's your know. goal <laughs> that yeah those would be my uh, top two priorities there okay so um, tell me this kim like when they get that um that bottle of milk now some drink it and some pour it over their head when you see them mm-hmm. pour it over your head do you view that as them celebrating or do you view it as what a waste of a good bottle of milk you know, they usually take a little, at least a few drinks, but I think it's, um, you know, just they're so in the moment. So, yeah. no, I don't think it's a, <laughs> a waste of the milk. It's just, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, the ice cooler over yeah. the coaches, you know, at the football games and things. And so um, it's it's so neat to see them just kind of involved in that moment. And, you know, they're probably not even thinking, honestly, when they're doing it. So, <laughs> well, it's so, not, a- you know, they're. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, they're worn out, you know, and so that's just so much preparation and so much work has gone into that moment. Um, You know, they're just happy to have that milk, whether it's on their head or in their mouth. (laughs) On cloud cloud nine with milk. How can you you, uh, argue with that? Well, Kim, not only um, are they, you know, excited for that moment, but I think really what's exciting about this race is we know in 2018, I mean, it's been a tough time for dairy producers. And, you know, to actually see milk celebrated each year, take a day and really celebrate milk. And not only that day, the entire week. So I know that you kind of are on a whirlwind tour this week. You have a lot of responsibilities. Talk about the education piece of this and really going out and promoting milk this entire week leading up to the race yeah so it's it's a it's a lot of fun but you know as you mentioned it is a responsibility too to be able to promote um dairy is you know the perfect beverage that it is and then you know there's always some misconceptions and kind of quieting some of those but education is the, the key um you know there's always you know an opportunity to educate people and to make them better informed and so part of that promoting in the milk you know that's how we do that and it certainly you know 2018 has not been um an overly kind year as far as uh, dairy prices and things like that so having something to look forward to is really exciting um and kind of you know, make some of that harder work and some of those longer nights worth it. Yeah. So Kim, give us some of that. Help fuel us with some of that knowledge. Like when you go out and talk about milk and talk about it being a healthy option and really kind of uh, squashing some of those misconceptions out there, what do you say? What do you say about milk that really hits home for consumers? You know, I really invite people to come out to the farm. You know, I think that that's where they're going to get the, you know, when they have those misconceptions as far as you know, the animals, the way animals are treated or different things. It's like, come see what we do. You know, I sleep very well at night knowing that we take wonderful care of our animals and do things, um, you know, in the safest and 
uh, best way possible. So mm-hmm. I encourage people to come out. And then certainly on the website, winnersdrinkmilk.com, there's a lot of great information um, as far as dairy nutrition and things like that, you know, comparing some of the milk to some other beverages mm-hmm. that are out there as far as their protein and vitamin and mineral um, levels. And so that's, you know, just having that knowledge, those numbers in front of you is really important. It kind of opens some eyes sometimes. Kim, do you feel like the conversation is is, is changing? Kind of those tides are, are, are turning because, you know, we've heard a lot in the past of, you know, some studies that say, oh, milk's bad for you and all of this other stuff. And now we're seeing more studies come out and say, actually, whole milk is good for you. It's a wholesome product. It's something that you should be you should be drinking. Do you think the conversation is changing? I do. You know, I think it's um, just like anything else. There was, you know, a few years ago no eggs and now you're supposed to eat eggs and, you know, things kind of change. And so I think milk, it's always been good for you. You know, you can spin things a different way, you know, if you so choose. Um, but, you know, certainly whole milk's coming back. We're seeing that more in the schools. Uh, schools are adopting that whole milk and, you know, doing away with some of the um, 1% of the skim options because they realize that that's a, um, a good thing for people to maintain a healthy weight is actually drinking that whole milk, especially children. So, yeah, it, it's nice to see some of that uh, research. It's been a positive light on dairy. Um, and, again, just the more education I think, you know, you can offer people, the better off they're going to be. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier, you know, it's, it is it is nice to have this positive talk about dairy because of all the, you Absolutely. know, when, when you look at 2018, you look at 2017, a lot of headwinds for dairy. And you face that personally, Kim. So talk a little bit uh, about what happened with, with a, a certain buyer that you had and how you were forced to kind of, you know, think outside the box, find a new buyer for your milk at a time where, you know, we have a lot of milk on the market today. We do. You know, there's definitely milk production is up. We, um had the opportunity to be a partner with Dean Foods for several years, and it was a wonderful partnership, and we thoroughly enjoyed that. You know, they've had to face some tough decisions in the marketplace and so kind of restructuring some of their business. So we were one of the farms in Indiana that um, Dean's is no longer doing business with, and like I said, no no hard feelings um, either way. But then that forces you to kind of take a look and say, okay, where are we in the dairy industry? Where are we in our production? And then start to... It, investigate some other markets. So, but and you so, were able to find a new buyer, right? Uh, yes, ma'am. So we're, we're all set and doing some uh, more independent brokering um, with our milk. And so it's still getting picked up and we're still getting, um, you know, some good markets for that. So we're very blessed because unfortunately uh, there's been a lot of farmers that have not been yeah. um, able to do that. And, you know, I'm very pleased. And my husband, Luke is, um, you know, does a lot of great work there on the farm, but, you know, we are able to keep our quality high, yeah. um, our sell counts low, and so we're we're marketable. Right. We like, um, you know, people like what we're doing and how we're doing it, so it makes us a little, little more competitive um, as far as keeping some of those markets open. Uh, but it's, it's tough. It's, you know, um, has not been, you know, the best of... 2018 certainly and you know 2017 which wasn't much better and so we're looking for hopefully an upswing in price here in the next uh two to three months and kind of keep everything um kind of going in the right direction 
Yeah, make sure you check out U.S. Farm Report because we do have a conversation about dairy prices. Dairy prices kind of climbing a little bit, but can that continue? We try to look at that. Well, Kim, um, you know, I know you work, you don't only work on the farm, but you work off the farm too. So talk about that role, what you do, and how you kind of use that as a way to help advocate for the health benefits of milk. Sure. So I'm actually a nurse practitioner and I work in a pediatric practice. And so I have the opportunity to educate moms, families, um, you know, children about the importance of different nutrition and certainly milk is a a part of that with the vitamin D and the calcium that it provides. You know, I have the opportunity to um, give them some knowledge and some insight on what I do when I'm not in the clinic. And, you know, I get a lot of good questions about, you know, is it safe for my child? Is it, you know, and I can say with 100% certainty, absolutely it is. And that's that's a confident um, answer that I'm able to give and I'm comfortable doing so so it's it's nice you know I get a lot of fun questions from the kids you know about the babies and the mamas and um kind of lets me share some of you know two things that I love and so that's been really nice how awesome well to wrap things up Kim what advice do you have for other women in agriculture you've been such a good uh communicator really good at bringing a positive light around around dairy and around milk what do you want other women in agriculture to know you know, I, I think for a long time, um, women have kind of been silenced and been put on the back burner. You know, farming was a predominantly male uh, profession. And so we're seeing more and more women stepping up and taking some leadership roles, um, you know, managing the farms and, you know, just to make sure that your voice is heard and that we do have a lot of good information. So um, keep pushing and, you know, women, I believe, are you know, just great role models. And, you know, we've got little girls now looking up to some of those of us that have gone ahead and it's just really neat. So just keep going. Yeah. And I mean, how many women before you were the milk woman, the one that actually gets to, to, to participate on race day? Uh, Not very many, right? You know, I, yeah, I, I can think of one, but you know, it's just, it, it's a treat. It really is. Um, you know, like I said, my, my husband and my in-laws and they're back home doing the work and I'm, down uh, doing some media, some kind of playing today. And (laughs) it's just, it's a real big treat. And so I'm thankful for all their hard work and all the gentlemen that we have back on the farm that help us get it done. Well, I can't think of a better woman and advocate to really um, shine the spotlight on dairy on race day. So good luck. Thank you. I know you're going to rock it, Kim. Oh, thank you so much, Tina. It was wonderful to talk to you. You too. Thank you so much. Well, All right. you'll have to tune into the race to uh, see Kim in action uh, after the <laughs> after the race car driver crosses the finish line. That does it for today. Until next time, be safe out there. We